Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. What's better than this? It's just a couple of guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I am Kyle Krabs, Director of Scouting with NDT Scouting, NFL Draft Analyst for FanRagSports.com, and I am joined by my main man, Joe Marino, the Assistant Director with NDT Scouting and also FanRagSports.com Draft Analyst. And Joe, we are not alone today. We are going to be bringing a very, very special guest onto the show yeah, it's exciting. Our second uh, time having a player on the Draft Dudes podcast, and uh, I'm excited to get get our guest on today. Uh, we have some interesting questions to ask him that I'm looking forward to getting into uh, and uh, getting into some of the, the football part of things and, um, you know, his approach. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, and, and Joe, both of us at our core are defensive guys. Um we're trench guys. We like that stuff along the line of scrimmage. And uh, our, our guest today is somebody who's well-versed in how to win at the line of scrimmage. And without any further ado, we're going to introduce our guest for today's show. It is none other than Mr. Tim Williams, defensive end outside linebacker from the University of Alabama. Uh, Tim, first of all, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. And I think the first thing we need to get into is uh, there's some congratulations in order here. Uh, March 16th, you welcomed uh, a beautiful young lady into the world, Ms. Zara. Uh, how is she doing? Uh, she's doing pretty good. She's doing pretty well, man. It's just uh, another blessing added to the family and 
know, she's a newborn, so she's getting, you know, getting used to being out here in this world, you know, outside of mom. So, <laughs> so it's been, you know, it's been a great, a great feeling. Good stuff. Well, congratulations. Uh, now that the combine and the pro day for Alabama has passed, what has life been like for you? And can you compare those two events as somebody who's gone through that process as a player? Uh, some of the differences between the two. Um, man, it's you know the combine is you know it's you know it's a the interview, the first interview that you know you got a chance to you know show what you can do and with coaches and also you know and with interviews and speaking with them and you know just to you know just to be honest with those with those guys because you know they. They basically trying to get to know you, you know. Um, you know, of course, you know in college, you know your coaches know you, and they had to go through a process of recruiting you out of high school. So it's just you know repeating that process all over again, but it's on a bigger level because you know you know money is involved now, and you know they want to bring in a guy that's going to come there and produce and be you know be accountable. So um, you know life's been you know it's been great. You know I've just been out here and. You know, in Houston, just taking care of my little newborn that was born March 16th, you know, it's, that you guys are aware of. So, uh, just, you know, being a father right now, but, you know, I'm going back to, you know, you know to take, um, you know, um, meetings with teams and start back working out at Alabama and things like that. You know, I just had to, you know, be here to welcome my little newborn into life. So, that just gave me extra motivation to go out there and do what I need to do. Sure. And and you mentioned that you were honest with the teams. I think uh, everybody kind of knows about some of the adversity that you've come through to get to this point. We're going to let that be because we want to talk about you as a player today. Uh, when you met with teams at the Combine or w- any other chances that you've had to talk with teams and they talk about your on-the-field work, are they more interested in grilling you on your pass rushing skills, which you're well known for, or do they try and dig into some of the other nuances to the other responsibilities of the position? Um, they, you know, they 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 really want to see my overall aspect on on the game and how you know what was my mindset going into um, you know me pass rushing, what move I would use, what's my favorite move off the line, how do I feel like what. If it was three words to describe my play, uh, what would they be? And you know, they were just you know amazed at my they were just amazed at my overall talent. You know, how can I get after the quarterback? And you know, I was fully confident confident in my skills. And you know, just to go out there and bring the quarterback down because that's what I do. You know, I've been asked to do that since I came into Bama, so I'm fully aware and fully confident in those skills. So you know, just trying to get my overall mindset and what guys I looked up to in the league and, you know, how do I practice and, you know, how do I, you know, can I sit on myself to, you know, to improve on my game, you know, rather than be complacent and don't go out there, you know, and try to work on it. But those guys want to see me open up my game. And, if no, of course, when I get into the league, I would be asked to, you know, be out there more and be out there because, you know, it's a 53-man roster. We ain't, you know, they don't carry guys like we carry in college football, like 103 guys on the travel team, you know, it's 53 guys there, and, you know, they got to go out there and play ball and do what's accident. Now, speaking of your mindset as rushing the passer, I'm kind of curious, uh, how much of success as a pass rusher for you is kind of dictating your will and what you want to do to an offensive tackle as compared to being reactive to what that offensive tackle is giving you on his kick slide? 
Oh, first, the first thing when I do when I go up there, man, is, you know, I look at the guy right in his eyes. You know, um, I got to look him in his eyes to see if he going to be man enough to look me in my eyes and, you know, be man enough to be able to, to deal with me every play because no matter what, you know, I'm always thinking about, you know, my move and I'm confident when I get up to get up there, I'm going to do it and I'm going to have a counter move if he blocks that move. And just to get off the line full speed, just to get off, you know, and, you know, beat him on my third step, you know, make him react to me rather than me react to him. Because if I make him react to me, he's already playing into my game and I could do whatever I so you mentioned that third step. Is that third step kind of that moment in your head where you know you've got him? Or is there another instance where, you know, you're, you're looking for something else that kind of tips you off and say, oh, yeah, I got him exactly where I want him? Um, yeah, you know, it's just me just basically uh, getting, up, getting up there to the line. And on that third step, I'm going to definitely – you know, be beating him because, you know, I don't think there's no guy in the country that can run with me. You know, it's just a race to get to that point. And once I'm at that point, I look to see if his shoulders turn or if he's been too aggressive. And, and um, it's, you know, if he's leaning, things like that, because, you know, those big guys, they don't like to get down there and block and, and bend. So not get off that ball, man, it's, you know, it's, man, it's just ferocious to get off, man, just vicious. Just, you know, just, man, I, I got to get to that point <laughs> at any cost because I'm knowing those big guys. Yeah, and I, I can hear just in your voice talking just how much, like, you, you love getting after the passer. So I'm kind of curious, with the pass rushing group that you guys had there at Alabama between yourself, John Allen and Ryan Anderson, I, I believe the numbers, there were like 130 disruptions on passing plays this past year alone. Was there any, like, friendly rivalry or trash talk amongst you guys on, on who was getting home the most and getting after the quarterback? Oh, yeah, it was, it was you know, every time we get to the film, we was competitive because we realized that we got to get there before the other guy get there because all of us good players. So, with me, I'll do what's best for the team. We go out there and, you know, give full 100% effort. One of us going to make a play, you know. I don't believe there's no offensive line that can stop either one of us. So, you know, it was a real friendly competition. Every day we was like, I used to remember talking to John. We was like, man, I'm going to get two sacks this game before you get two, or I'm going to get a sack before you get a sack. And, you know, there's just, you know, friendly competition, which means, you know, the whole team win as a whole when that happens. Yeah, I can uh, I can tell that would be a, a lot of fun getting after the quarterback with those guys uh, to rush with. Uh, Tim, I have a question for you here. I know that you're a Baton Rouge, Louisiana native. I uh, had several offers out of high school, including LSU. Uh, uh, curious what some of the reasons why you ultimately settled on Alabama, because I'm sure that made some waves with your local family and friends. Um, you know, the, the championship program that Alabama produces, uh, you know, I had always married well, you know, just being uh, in the distance to uh, Coach Saban talking to me about, you know, recruiting and things like that. And now I just sold because I wanted to win. I just didn't want to, uh, you know, go to a program and, you know, if I was going to sit out, I wanted to sit out just, you know, helping and looking at a championship, you know, other players and see how it's done. So when it's my turn, I can get up there and do the same thing, you know, so. Uh, I was just sold on the, just the championship or in the program, you know, just being a part of a football family and being a part of the winning program, no matter where I was getting three plays or playing special teams or whatever. I just wanted to be a part of that legacy. 
yeah, it's uh, it's certainly a factory for NFL talent lately. And uh, just kind of curious, you know, you've been there for four years and been around some of the younger guys in the program. Who is a player or maybe a few players that you expect to emerge next season for the Crimson Tide that next year at this time everyone's going to be talking about? Uh, definitely Rashawn Evans, uh, Tony Brown, uh, Bo, Bo Scarborough, and I want to say Anthony Jennings. Uh, you know, those guys are, you know, some you know, freak athletes, man. They, they're everywhere, and, and they, they go, they're going to do what needs to be done to, to win football games. You know, they work ethics through the roof, and, you know, I, you know, I was learning from them, you know, because I didn't want those young guys to come in and, you know, take my spot. So, <laughs> they, they, you know, they elevated my game just to see, you know, those young guys with the, you know, freakish talents and, you know, just to be like, you know, wow, man, like the type of stuff that Alabama gets here and, and the players that we have, is, you know, it's a blessing to be able to, you know, be a part of it and see other great players. Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot of feasting off each other because uh, it, there's a talented football player behind you if you're a starter. Uh, you, you've been playing under Coach Saban for the last four years, and he is perceived as a disciplinarian, and obviously nobody is arguing with the results of the program under his leadership. Uh, how has playing for Coach Saban impacted you as a person and a player? And, and then is there a side to him that people outside the program would be surprised to see? Oh man, you know what's saving? You're gonna get a guy that's, you know, that's gonna do what's best for the program and also do what's best for other players on the team. Uh, there's no one guy above the team. We don't have any, you know, I want to say a superhero, a guy that's gonna get more, you know, media time than other guys. You know, because Coach Saving, you know, he he don't really like all that. You know, the the uh, Instagram and Twitter. No, he he like those those dogs. Those dogs are gonna get in that grindhouse and work and do extra time by yourself and, you know, just to go out there and just, you know, play football, you know, what football was made of, you know, because he always preached about the huddle because he said once you're in that huddle, nothing else matters. It don't matter what color you are. It don't matter if you're short, big, or tall. It all matters about, you know, guys going out there for, you know, one common courtesy to win football games. But, you know, with, you know, saving, he's like, he's like that, like that fearless general. <laughs> like, you don't want to get in trouble by saving, man. You get a call to saving off and you don't know what it is, good or bad. Even when you do good, you're looking, you looking for, you know, something for him to say to, you know, better your game because that's what you need. You need that push, man. You need that push in life because you don't ever want to feel like you, you made it or like you already there. So that's one thing I can say about saving. Like, he, you know, he brought it out of me, you know, reached my full potential and, you know, let me achieve new heights and let me, you know, see that I can, you know, keep moving and keep improving. Tim, this was absolutely a treat to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and uh, spending time with your little girl to talk to us on the show. Uh, we'd like to extend uh, the best of luck to you going forward, and we look forward to seeing you in backfields in the NFL here pretty soon. Uh, I appreciate you guys for having me. Um, you know, it was a great moment to talk with you guys and, you know, talk football. And, you know, it, it, was, it was really great. All right. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Yeah, so, Joe, what – oh, man, as, as me as a former pass rusher, hearing him say the first thing he does when he gets up on the line is looks at the guy across from dead in the eyes. That just – that got the blood going, man. <laughs> that was yeah, good man, stuff. I, I, it, it was. It was awesome to hear about that. You could tell he's he's a really competitive dude, right? I mean, even from you know that type of 
talk to you know the the friendly bantering with his teammates to you know I really got a lot out of his comments about you know look I'm at Alabama I know what this is about I know the the the, the expectations here and I know that if I don't meet expectations there's a damn good football player behind me that's going to take my job and uh, I really got an appreciation from him across that you know, whatever ten minutes or so of of the competitor that he is and. Uh, you know what he knows he's working for and and you know that he wants to be part of winning and and ultimately chose Alabama over LSU or all the other offers that he had because he wanted to be a winner and he was willing to put in the work so I I, I gained a lot of appreciation for that competitive side from uh, Mr. Tim Williams in that conversation right never mind the fact that like you said he knew you know what you're signing up for when you go to Alabama but the fact that he knew that and embraced that and then went out there and you know, this was his first year as a starter. He was he was a, a rush specialist for three years, and uh, he was one of the most impactful defensive players in that, that 2015 national championship team. And then he only gets his opportunity to start as a senior. That's just a testament to the depth of the roster, um, and he made the most of it. You know, we we mentioned on the air with Tim uh, between him, Ryan Anderson, and John Allen, 130 pass disruptions. In 15 games, it, between three guys, is is just astronomical amounts of production. Tons of of uh, disruption in the backfield, and you eat what you kill, as they say. So you know, going in, all right, I'm gonna get, I gotta get mine because I know, I know John's getting his and Ryan's getting his, and um, I I I definitely think I really appreciated him breaking down some of the nuance to uh, his pass rushing approach and getting that third step and talking about by step three uh, you're trying to dictate to the tackle you're trying to get him out of his set um, versus being passive and reactive being a little more aggressive and uh, trying to establish and, and work that tackle out of his position instead of taking that path of least resistance and knowing right off the bat when you're on the line uh, you got to move and a counter move you got to move if the move doesn't work, you already know on the second second hand uh, what you're coming back with on that. And I think that's something a lot of pass rushers really struggle with uh, because they try to be reactive. It, it, you're, you're seeing where the tackle goes, and then from there, uh, you're trying to play off the tackle. Well, you're playing into his hand, even if it's a quick set. Quick set, deep set, five-step drop, whatever. Uh, the ability to dictate, I think, in the game of football is, is a really underrated piece, and it's a piece that's always going to win. Yeah, it's interesting that he even said, uh, you know, it's a race to get to that that landmark, and he didn't believe anybody could beat him to it. Uh, so you, you love that that alpha mentality going into the rep, and then you know, it's from him, it's basically uh, all right. Where's his shoulders? Where's he leaning? Uh, and he's able to counter off of that and, and really dictate the rep. Um, and uh, he's in his head. You, you can tell. And um, you got to love that mentality. I, I thought that was an impressive interview, and. Um, um, tell this guy was kind of like a, you know, fighters fight. You know, this guy was born to rush the passer, and he's embraced that. And and you know, he's he's got a lot on on his plate with the with the newborn. And uh, uh, you know, it sounds like he's going to work his butt off to achieve all the success he can. Yeah, uh, and I think that's one thing. You know, the, the the Alabama program catches some flack for supposedly maxing guys out, but it also breeds one hell of a competitive streak. And you don't have to look any further than this this 15, 12, 15 minutes with Tim 
and, and hearing him talk about um, you know, the dynamics of the locker room and, and Coach Saban's culture there and all of that is extremely evident just, just hearing that right off the bat. Yeah, a ton of fun talking with uh, Mr. Tim Williams. And, uh, hey, we, we may have another one for the people on Monday. Another we'll, uh, one. Another one. That's, uh, a, that's a DJ Khaled quote, Joe. Oh, Kyle. <laughs> hey, if you're going to throw me under the bus on Wednesday for not knowing about what's-her-name and what's-her-face. And you still don't know. Topanga, 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 Topanga. I got Topanga in before you did. Yeah, so, well, DJ Collins, I, I think your homework was... on, on Monday after we oh. talk to our next guest, who we've got lined up, and it's one of my favorite players in this entire class. He's a top-five wide receiver on my draft board. I'll leave the folks with that and let them twist in the wind. Um, <laughs> you got to come back and name one DJ Collins song. Um, I'll do my best to remember that. And, look, shout-out to Chris Burke. Shout-out to oh, Steve Palazzolo. Shout-out to Luke Easterling. You know, for for calling you out for uh, not Yo, knowing. I was grinding tape. What do you want from me? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, when you were 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, hey, tape I wanted you to enjoy. Tape is life, man. Rome, yeah. wasn't, Rome wasn't built in a day. Were you, were you busy uh, <laughs> writing your scouting report on Hardy Nickerson, the senior? And, uh, I, uh, I, I did uh, write a scouting report. McCardell. I wrote a scouting report on Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. When they were in Full House, they were my crushes as a child. Perhaps no. <laughs> Are you going? You're going Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen over Topanga and Kelly Kapowski? Joe, that was my age demographic. That's what you don't understand. They I, were the, the same age went... as me, Joe. They were the same age as me. This is a creepy. What are you watching me? <laughs> we better. We better wrap. Yeah, this let's thing wrap up, this up. Jeez, man. Yeah, so enjoy your weekend. You guys can uh, can ponder uh, on this. You know, really focus on the Tim Williams side of this uh, podcast. There's a whole lot more enjoyable uh, dialogue there. Uh, we are going to call Goodness it gracious. quits there. Make sure that you're following along with us. Uh, Kyle is on Twitter at NDT Scouting. I am on Twitter at the Joe Marino. We love talking football with you on there. Uh, we have a Facebook page for NDT Scouting. It's Facebook. Facebook.com slash NDT Scouting. Whatever uh, podcast resource you like to listen to podcasts on, iTunes, Audio, Boom, Podbean, whatever, hit that subscribe button. Leave, leave us a rating. We really appreciate that. And uh, enjoy your weekend. Watch some tape. Let's talk football on Twitter. And until Monday, signing off for Kyle Krabs, I'm Joe Marino, and this is the Draft Dudes Podcast. Sprint's Unlimited Plus plan. It has Hulu, Title Premium, 15 gigabytes mobile hotspot, and full HD. Atlas, we need to shout that from the rooftops. Best deal ever. I didn't mean literally. Switch to Sprint's Unlimited Plus plan for just $42 per line. But hurry, for a limited time, it's now $22 per line when you bring or buy your own phones. Visit Sprint.com slash Unlimited or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Price with $5 per month auto pay discount. One Hulu limited commercial plan for Sprint account. Features differ. Offer coverage not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Requires new line subject to credit. Third dollar activation fee speed. Maximums use rules and restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.